Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related, sci-fi, fantasy, gems in the rough, little scene movies, movies that need to be seen. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and tonight is a very special night because we have got Cinema Sidekicks on our show, and uh, later on, we're going to be doing uh, a Movie Freaks show with my co-host, Eric Marner. But for now, we're going to just hit on uh, some... Some horror stuff with the guys on Cinema Sidekicks. You want to introduce yourselves? Hello, my name is Stephen Miller, and this is... Yes, hello, my name is Ty Mullet. And thank you for having us on your show. This is the second time, I believe, we've been on your show, yes. so thanks for having us back. That yeah, means we did at least I, something right the first time. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Yeah, it's always good to have... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a one-man operation for the soft underbelly, so it's always nice to have uh, people to go back and forth with on uh, on movies so i'm looking forward to this and this is kind of the uh the pre-show for the real the real meat of the story but now nah, that's my show my show is the soft underbelly so we're going to hit on some soft underbelly stuff and then uh listeners you tune in to cinema sidekicks and movie freaks for uh some great chat on best of 2014 as well as oscar predictions all that good stuff and then just some other cool movie tidbit stuff that we have in store for you uh, but let's get started with tonight's movie that we're going to be talking about real quick, and that is uh, a movie from Israel. Did you guys see this movie then? Yes, we did. yes, we did. Okay. I'm very curious as to what you're <laughs> going to say because my co-host, my co-host uh, Eric Marner from Movie Freaks, is not available right now for this taping. So I'm just going to I'll chime in on what his thoughts were on the movie briefly. But the movie that uh, I had you guys watch was from Israel, and it's called Rabies, and. Uh, just to give everybody a brief rundown of the movie, it, and it's kind of hard to explain the storyline yes. of this movie, other than a series of very bad events intertwining with each other, and um, bad things turn into worse things, turn into worse things, and it's one of those, and it, I think it fits good on Soft Underbelly for the simple fact that it's um, it's kind of a unique title in that I could see where, if you don't like it, I totally understand. It's not a... Uh, it's not a type of movie where it's a huge crowd pleaser, in my opinion. It's a fairly low budget movie. I believe the budget was a five hundred thousand dollars for it. Um, but I thought it was very unique. And uh, I, I, before I really get into my my thoughts on it, I want to I want to hear what you guys. And if, feel free if you hated it. I want the honest to God opinion here. <laughs> no, we watched it on Voodoo, and I, I'll go first here. I guess I I liked the movie. I really did. Um, it was. My favorite part about it was it's kind of uh, a different take because most horror movies focus on the killer. Um, and I don't, I don't think I'll spoil anything by saying this, but, you know, most horror movies focus on the killer and the killer is, you know, obviously chasing people and killing him or whatever. This one, it kind of starts out with the killer. He kind of gets the ball rolling. But then all this other stuff happens that he really doesn't have anything to do with. So exactly. I really yep. <laughs> like that aspect of it to where – and then if you stay till just a hair after the credits, you see <laughs> the ending. Yes. I, I love the ending. It, it's so fitting for this movie how like the killer is like not really the star of the movie. And then at the end, he's just kind of like, okay, now go. <laughs> go. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was brilliant. I, that's, what, that's one of the main reasons why I liked it too was that – you think it's going to be one thing, and it's like, no, actually, the the serial killer guy, yeah. the, the, the killer 
has almost nothing to do with the movie. It's yeah. almost inconsequential other than him setting up this domino effect of bad yeah. of, of the one really, really bad day for yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> and and one other thing too is there it most a lot of horror movies take place at least a little bit at night or in darkness, but this is all during the day for the most part. Like yeah. you know, there's no spooky nighttime scenes or anything like that. So that was another kind of little twist they threw in there. So I yes. really enjoyed it. Um the one thing I would say that I wish there was a little bit different is I wish there was more blood and gore in it. Um, <laughs> like, oh, wow. like, um, I mean, there is some in there for sure, but like whenever the, the bear trap scene, I wanted to see that happen, you know, and I could, I yeah. could have used more blood and gore, I guess is the one little critique that I would have, but yeah. that's, that's cool. for me. That probably did has you, a lot did, to do with the budget. Yeah. The 500. Yeah. Uh, did Same Clint, way. did you watch it too? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, please tell me you guys got a kick out of the uh, the the minefield scene or the where <laughs> yes that was hilarious. I'm not sure why I thought it was funny, but <laughs> that that scene where she just explodes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that was great. I was gonna say that was probably one of my favorite scenes in it. I actually liked it too. I I, I enjoyed it. I thought the pacing was great. Uh, I kind of liked how they uh, they focused on uh, different aspects of the of the kids and how they uh, kind of yeah they meet up then the, all these stories intertwine and stuff but uh and sometimes it shows uh it shows the the one girl looking at the at the police officer's gun and then it goes back to that scene and she's already shot him and you know and the fingers are bloody and all that stuff. oh yeah like yeah. i thought that was kind of interesting because it kind of leaves you leaves it up to the imagination on how it happened and so it yeah. was it was kind of funny at times especially the mind scene i was i was like holding my breath i'm like okay anytime now and yeah, as they're walking, they're going to explode. You knew it was going to happen sooner or later. You just you knew it was coming. And, yeah, and when they also, yeah when they introduced the, the minefield, you knew something <laughs> was going to happen with the minefield. Who's going to get yep. blown up? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, yeah. that was my favorite scene. And yeah, I thought it was good. I I liked the ending too, actually. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, I'm I, I wasn't sure. This was one where I'm like, this could go either way because it's not really a horror movie. It is kind of, but it's at the same time, it's like this just. Uh, this dark it's there it's cut, got some humor in it so it's kind of yeah. got a dark comedy feel yeah. to it and like you said Steve it's all done during the day so it's really yeah. not scary at yeah. all right um but um i was going to say i i think one of the reasons they did it during the daytime was part of their budget cuz they wouldn't have to spend money on lighting that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting enough uh the director uh Aaron I'm going to butcher their name. So I'm going to, there's, there are two different directors and they also did the more recent big bad wolves. And that was, uh, Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of, uh, last year Oh, nice. of 2003, yeah, 2013. Uh, and that was similar in style to where just a series of continually worse and worse things are going on. I think that's on, uh, Netflix. So you may want to give that one a shot. I personally didn't think it was the best of the year, but it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny because def- uh, we all were kind of like, you know, the movie's called Rabies, or at least the American title is called Rabies, and we're kind of like, then they have the dog at the beginning, and we're like, okay, the dog's gonna have rabies and stuff like that. And yeah, it's like no one has rabies really. It's kind of like a psychological rabies type thing going on. That's, but- <laughs> that's I'm glad you picked up on yeah. that because that's yeah. what I thought too. It's yeah. like, well, the rabies is uh, it's it's kind of almost a metaphor for yeah. these people are are give, passing on this bad luck to each other. Yeah. 
So I, I expected the dog to just start, you know, biting people and uh, yeah. them to get rabies and foaming at the mouth yep. and stuff. And I didn't see any of that. But I yep. actually what stood out to me, another thing was the opening scene, how it just all of a sudden it just started you off and. Uh, and it's dark. They're, it's completely dark, pitch black dark, and they're talking. And I'm just using my imagination thinking, what is going on? And it just kind of got me anxious. And uh, yeah. all of a sudden, like, okay, like I can I can get into this movie. Good, good. I'm glad. And I'm, I'm going to now chime in for, I don't want to speak for him, but I'll just give you his just a real brief general synopsis of what he thought of the movie and and leave it at that he did not like the movie oh. uh, yeah oh. he he's, he but he did say this he said I wouldn't be surprised if Steve likes it so he did say <laughs> that um, but he he did, he thought the characters were annoying I, and I, I would agree some of the characters were annoying but I think that it was done deliberately I don't think they were yeah. bad actors I just think that they were written deliberately annoying because they get what's coming to them yeah uh, so but uh, yeah it, I think that um, he just didn't get the whole point of it, but I think the whole point of it was the title "Rabies." It's a yeah. psychological, like it's just bad things are going to happen to these people, and it's all a chain reaction because there's a really bad person in the beginning that just sets off this series of bad yeah. events, and so. And um, that, but I'll let, I'll let him chime in a little bit later. It's almost like the the killer, the the I guess like the killer was actually one of the. Uh, People, the nicer guys in the movie because everyone else just kind of goes crazy and does weird stuff too. Sometimes for good reason, but I just I yeah. just love the fact that the killer plays almost no part in the movie. I mean, again, he gets the ball rolling, yeah. but then just disappears. Yeah. I, I love then, that. Yeah, and then when when he when things are wrapped up, he has a comical bit in it. Yeah. So it's like this bad guy is actually kind of the comic <laughs> relief in the movie. So yeah. I thought that the uh, the blonde girl, uh, she I think she was the most. Uh, you felt the most compassion for her because she didn't seem like the two guys in the in the jeep were more or less scumbags. Yeah, right. Certain, you know, and and so and then there, I think if I remember correctly, there was like one of the cops was was an okay guy and he was trying to make up with his wife. And yeah, uh, yeah, that so. was kind of an interesting story. There, you, you kind of wonder what would happen. And also, the guy that just ended up at the wrong place at the wrong time with a sledgehammer in the head. <laughs> was the best scene or the death scene i think yeah that was a great death scene but like i was like okay that guy was just you know he's helping this girl the whole time and he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time agreed yep that other cop oh yeah that other cop was an idiot like i i I was glad to see him when he got oh and yes uh, yeah yeah. i'm glad that they painted he was such a despicable scumbag that it was good to see him get his yeah, later on. Then I have to so. bring up the at towards the end when that other family pulls in to the I don't know what, what do you call it the park or the woods there yeah reserve yeah how bad is their judgment to let that guy <laughs> can I have a ride oh, oh sure hop in the back with my two kids back here I know I know and it's like and they're arguing with each other yeah. in the front seat and it was all like oh this is and I, again obviously that to me was. Bad things are going to continue yeah. happening. And then, of course, the <laughs> car doesn't start. And that's why it's kind of like this is, This whole place is just kind of like this weird Bermuda Triangle type place where yes. you're going to get stuck and just weird, bizarre things that can't be explained are going to yes. happen. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, good. I oh, I'm glad you guys did. I'm glad you liked it. And I was fully prepared, especially when Eric said he did not like it. I was fully prepared for you guys to both say, not my type of thing, and I would have been okay with that. Uh, uh, but I'm, gl- I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised that you guys that you guys liked it. And then we so. did, or 
actually uh, Sound Eater's fiance did some more research on it. Like, I guess it's like the first Israeli horror movie kind of. Yes. And it's yeah. to come out and stuff like that. So I don't know if you've ever done more research on that or. I did. Yeah, that, that was. And it was, I mean, filming locations were, I mean, we're talking Tel Aviv. And that's just, I think that's really cool that this thing was shot in Israel. And I don't, it's not often that you hear, um, hear about movies like that that are taking, taking place in the Middle East, you know, like legitimately in the Middle East, not a, a desert in Nevada that's supposed to look like the Middle East. This is actually over there, made by filmmakers from over there. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so what, what, why did we just see the cat there? You, obviously the listeners aren't <laughs> But um, I don't know, that's the sound dinner. I don't. He wanted you to see a uh, bolt. His cat. Yeah. He, oh, okay. He's chasing after my pen. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you guys liked it. So I would I would say if you did like it, give uh, give those directors the next movie that they've done, Big Bad Wolves. Give that one a chance. And I believe that they have one other new movie out. It's just on Vudu right now, and it's called. Um, you know what? I am wrong. So I I, I don't want to. Uh, I thought that they had one more movie called. Um, uh, it's, it's some werewolf movie. It's on net or it's on Voodoo right now, and it's uh, it looked really, really, really good. And I, I don't know what it is. It's on new releases anyway. Um, yeah, I have no idea what it's called. Yeah. It's a werewolf movie, uh, not from <laughs> these guys. So who cares? <laughs> but yeah, give Big Bad Wolves a chance. Uh, it, that is another one of those very much not feel good movies of the year. I remember thinking the ending. I'm like, oh man, I need a shower after that. That was depressing, <laughs> but but in a almost darkly humorous sort of way, similar to this, yeah. but with a bigger budget. And uh, um, I was just going to add, so. Eugene. Um, I, I I mean, I didn't think the acting was that bad. For I mean, yes, the, some of the kids were annoying and they were you know arrogant and, and yeah. you know basically a bunch of spoiled you know rich kids or whatever, but. I, I thought the acting wasn't bad. I thought the pacing was good and the acting was fine, good. you know. Good. I'm so glad I, I did not steer you guys wrong. I was I was thinking about doing a, like a Euro horror movie, something mm-hmm. from the 70s, but I'm like, you know, this is so unique. It's a movie f- from Israel, a horror movie, recent release, and it's very different in storytelling. In fact, Eric actually said that it reminded him just a little bit of the movie The Square, I believe it was called. I he love really liked The it. Square. I love yeah. The Square. Yes. And so, I, and and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It kind of is, as far as this, a series of worse and worse events yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, but we've spent enough time on on uh, rabies. I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, there was a couple other things that I just wanted to touch base on that don't really apply to our next two shows, and I thought this is a good place to just to talk about mm-hmm. uh, some of these. And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll have a question to ask you guys. And this is this movie is the farthest thing possible from anything that I have on my show, but I thought, why not? I'm curious as to what your guys' opinion is on it. Uh, I think that I think that I've watched this movie back in my youth, maybe in school, maybe on network television when I was a kid, but I'm re-watching it for the, uh, it feels like the first time, and I'm just going to hold it up so you guys can see it. It's Ben-Hur on Blu-ray. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but okay. it's a great movie. It's okay, really I, and I figured that you guys, you guys would probably really like that, especially yeah. you, Steve. I know that you like. Yeah. You guys, you remember it? You like it? What are your thoughts? Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those you know all time kind of great uh, epic movies, but it's it's probably been over five years since I've seen it. I really need to watch it again, so it's it's kind of hard to really talk about that much. But 
It's yeah. a really good movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. did the same guy do um, uh, the? What's the director's name? I forget. The director is. I'm looking at the back of my Blu-ray here. I think he did uh, Lawrence Arabia too, right? Uh, I think Cecil B. DeMille. Um, is that how no, you pronounce? I'm thinking the wrong one then. Uh, yeah, this guy here, or Cecil, is that maybe a? I'm guessing that's a guy, right? Cecil D. DeMille. <laughs> Cecil, yeah. <laughs> um, but but this is a two pack. So this has Ben Hur and the Ten Commandments. Uh, and I don't believe I've ever watched the Ten Commandments. Oh, so that's I'm looking a long forward to movie. Yeah, yeah so that. is Ben Hur. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm looking for. I watched my wife and I watched the first hour of Ben Hur last night, and um, I'm always trying to find movies that we can both appreciate and like and uh so so far we're both like wow ben-hur is it's a really good movie it's obviously from the 50s but it's it's a really good movie now here this says the director is will wyler for, oh really for ben-hur yeah um let me just see here you might be right yeah that's what's coming up on william wyler well yeah it came out in 1959 I wonder if um, then he also did the best years of our lives, which is a terrific movie. Roman Holiday, which is a good movie. So yeah, I've seen quite a few of his stuff actually. So now that I'm looking here, yeah. So this uh, Cecil B. DeMille, uh, that person made Ten Commandments. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, William. I'm looking at the Blu-ray here. But uh, so anyway, and I know that there was an epic chariot race scene in the end yes. of this. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. That is, I think that that Ridley Scott kind of uh, sort of used for Gladiator, mm-hmm. uh, or at least that's where he got his inf- inspiration from. So I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing up that movie. But it's it's uh, n- normally a movie like that isn't a huge draw for me. But uh, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to expand my horizons and watch more movies like that that are classics and uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I've never seen that, and that is oh, on my list is, of movies. Now that one I've seen more recently. It's it's the very definition of epic on scale. It's it's very okay. It's fantastic. Good, good. Yeah. And Ty, have you watched that, or is that not really your? Uh, not really my cup of tea. No, it's it's <laughs> you know it's not like uh, the modern day. Pay- That's the one thing you have to really get used to with old movies is the pacing, because it's most of the time much slower. So if you can yeah. get that's it's kind of a, a little bit of an acquired taste. But if you can get used to it, you know you'll really start to appreciate some of those older movies. And Lawrence of Arabia is definitely like that. It takes us time, but when it gets to those big action scenes, it pays off big time. Yeah, the, the chariot cool about- scene. Uh, I was just gonna say the chariot scene reminded me of Gladiator. I, I enjoyed Gladiator. I really, and I really. Oh, that's, I mean, that's one movie. of the great movies. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, what, another thing I can appreciate for these older movies is the fact that there is no CGI. What you're seeing is mm-hmm. happening on screen. So the big chariot race, which I again, I, I, I have maybe the vaguest of recollections from when I was who knows how young seeing the movie, but. Uh, and even I'm sure Lawrence of Arabia as, as well has probably huge sprawling oh, scenes yeah. that yeah. Uh, are really impressive. So I'm looking forward to to watching some of these older movies. But for some reason, I'm just lately I've been like wanting to watch more stuff like that that I've never I've never seen before. And so. I've mentioned it before too, like like you said, doing their own stunts. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is Buster Keaton's The General. Like there's a scene in there where a train falls. Uh, off the track like over a what do you call that a valley or whatever i don't know yeah and then like there was an actual train falling you know there was no cgi back then so i mean again everything action wise that happened they actually happened so it's yeah i think that's great yeah because there was no cgi back in 1926 so (laughs) no wow (laughs) yeah 
So they actually dumped a real train off and yeah, because it was again it was going over a what, why can't I think of it? like a valley you know they had the tracks going over top of it you yeah know, like a, yeah. a bridge or whatever and then yeah the whole because it, it was on fire then the train just <laughs> fell down yeah gotcha and then you know cool. he was on there jumping to and from the train so. I need to watch that movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to expand my horizons. Uh, just getting into different movies and uh, and trying to find those gems in the rough. And now Ben Hur is not a gem in the rough. That's a that's a classic, bona fide <laughs> right. classic movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, hey, and next question I have again. This doesn't really apply to Soft Underbelly, but I'm very curious, and I know that this is not something that we would be talking about on the other shows. Is because of the the previous show uh, that you guys did. I listened to it and I thought it was great. Uh, and I really liked uh, when you guys were talking about Taken 3 and the jokes were going fast and furious <laughs> on that one. I am curious, and I, here's the thing, though. Liam Neeson, I think we can all agree, Liam Neeson is a good actor. Yes. Uh, what would your guys' guy, opinion be on like, your, his best movie or your favorite, maybe not his best, but your favorite movie that he has starred in? Do you uh, guys, I know that's kind of throwing, throwing it right out there, but I'm just curious what you guys would think. Well, I think the obvious answer would be uh, Schindler's List. I mean, right. I mean, that yeah. would have to be the number one choice. I think. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yep. Yeah, totally I mean, agree. That's epic. I mean, but yeah. as far as like regular action movie, um, <sighs> like, have you guys? Um, have you guys seen The Gray? I think I the was going to say. I was actually going to say The Gray. I really liked his performance in The Gray because there's really not. I mean, there is some human interaction, but a lot of times he's in the wilderness, and yeah. I think he does a really great performance there. See, now yeah. I wasn't as huge on The Gray as everybody else because I know you and Eric loved that and Ty loved it, but I, I liked it, but I just I didn't love it as much as you guys did. I don't know why, but I just I didn't love it quite as much. Sure. No, I understand. It, 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 that movie was very, very heavy. I remember. I've, honestly, for as much as I liked that movie, I have only seen it one time in the theater. Remember, I remember when it was done. I'm like, that was so good, but that was so heavy and just, oh, man, I'm just. It drains I'm, you. It really it does. drains you. Yeah. Actually, uh, have you seen his movie from this past year, Walk Among the Tombstones? I have not. I, I didn't because it, the reviews were eh on it. So it's, I'm like, well. it's not a great movie, but. He, acting wise, I think it's a very good role for him. I think he, it's a. He, I like nonstop. Nonstop was good. Nonstop was a really good B action movie. I thought. Yeah. Yes. I, I thought it was a very good B action movie. Yeah. Um, now, did you guys like uh, Unknown, where he's over in Germany? And I he, didn't. I do like Unknown. I thought that yeah. was. It had some good action scenes with a car in the water, and then he yeah. escaped. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm on the opposite yeah. side. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually own it on Blu-ray. So. <laughs> yeah, so do, so do I. And he see uh, th- this again applies to the fact that my wife loves that movie, and so it's almost like because it's one that I know that we can watch together. She really enjoys, and so there's certain things in that in that movie, and even Taken Two, that I can almost overlook and like, yeah, this is she's happy, she's enjoying this. It's this is fine. This is entertaining. It's certainly not his best movie, right. but um, you know, Agreed. but at the same time like I couldn't sit down and watch The Grey with with my wife. She would not at all yeah. enjoy that movie. Uh, so, you know, um, that really now, makes you, me want to watch The Grey again now because <laughs> it's been I watched it in theaters and it's been a long time since well it's been yeah. about a year since it came out. It's so. a good movie. Yeah, very good movie. Now, um, as far as his least, and I don't have IMDb pulled up in front of me, but uh, do you have any of like 
your least favorite Liam Neeson movie, or is that a fairly easy one for you, Steve? <laughs> I, I'm I'm just not a fan of the Taken movies. I'm just I'm just not. I'm sorry. I'm just not a no. fan of the Taken movies. <laughs> did you Did you guys watch uh, Rob Roy? I I have not. Have I don't not, think I've even no. heard of Rob Roy. Oh really? Oh, you guys should give that one a chance. That's a good movie. Um, uh, that stars uh, Liam Neeson, Jessica Lange, John Hurt, Tim Roth, Eric Stoltz is in it. Um, Brian Cox, good cast. It's a good movie. It uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, of Braveheart. A little bit. Don't think mm-hmm. that it's going to be Braveheart Part Two, but it it has a, a somewhat similar feel to it uh, from 1995. I thought it was a good movie. Interesting. I yeah. watched a movie with Liam Neeson. It was a. I'm trying to find it here. It was a drama, and I was not impressed with that movie at all. And I think it's called The Other Woman. It was on Netflix or something. And it was, yeah, I was just like, I wow, that it. was a snore fest. Yeah. yeah my, now, my, my least favorite that I've seen from him, uh, whereas there it is, Next of Kin, starring Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, that movie was terrible. Oh, it was so now, bad. Have you seen Battleship? I still haven't watched that. Yeah, I did. And it's, no, it's not that good, but it's. It's, it's okay watchable. For what it, it's watchable. Yeah, it's watchable. It's watchable. It was when it was done. I'm like, ah, oh, that was harmless. Yeah. It was. Um, now you know we could talk about the Phantom Menace. And it's it is what I it is. Seen but it. <laughs> you haven't seen no. the Phantom Menace. You know, I sh- I should say shame on you, but honestly, it's it's not the greatest movie. It's okay. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty good, but it's not like anything to brag about. Now, okay, I found the movie. It's called The Other Man. It came out in 2008. Yeah, I did not like that no, one. No. <laughs> no. Actually, yeah. before we run out of time, because I know your show's only half hour, yeah. I want to discuss the Babadook. I don't, I, I don't know if you've oh, talked yes. about it on a recent show or not, because, again, I'm kind of behind a little bit. I have not talked but, about that on, on my show, and I don't believe I've talked about it on uh, Movie Freaks as well. So please, uh, let's, let's chat that up a little now, bit. Now, that was a horror movie that, again, I, I, I talked about a little, just briefly on Facebook with it, but it, I really actually enjoyed it. And I think, what was it, Jennifer Kent who directed it? It was like her first feature film, and my gosh, for a first feature film, a heck of a movie. Yes, I agree. That the scary parts in that movie were very scary. Uh, Like we we talked about on Facebook, though, the only thing that took me out of the movie was that kid annoyed me to no end. Um, And I'm sure I imagine that his performance was fine. He was just told to scream a lot and yeah. just be a little and obnoxious and very British sounding and yeah. his f- and did, oh, go ahead uh, uh, did you see it uh, Ty oh uh, what's it called the Babadook the ba- I don't think you have no but I do have a movie I wanted to talk about whenever you guys are done okay like, alright yeah the kid I agree totally with you it was easily the weakest part of the movie and for you it was his voice for me it was his face I don't know something about his face was just no, no that bugged me too. That bugged me too. He looked yeah, he old. Just, Does, did he look <laughs> like old an old you? little man? Yeah, he looked like he an did. old man, like old little man, and it, it was just weird. The curious case of Baba Duke. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, other than him, though, and I, I obviously he was in the movie a lot because his character is kind of almost the center of the movie. Uh, but that book was. So ingenious. I yes. loved the, that book that she was looking at. And I'm like, just her looking through the book, oh, it almost gives me goosebumps because it was so yeah. well done and creepy. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a good movie. I'm not enamored with it and think it's the greatest thing ever, mainly because of the kid. He took me out of the movie yes. some. But um, 
it was a very well made, very creepy movie. And S.C. Davis, who played uh, Amelia, she was phenomenal, man. Yes, she was, she was good. Yes, the, very the, good. The kind of the, her transformation from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, the things that she goes through was amazing. Yeah. She did a tremendous job. Actually, I thought she was probably the strongest part of the movie, and the kid was yeah. the worst part of the movie. Yes, agreed. <laughs> um, totally agree. It's weird. I'm looking at her IMDb, and she's been in Matrix Revolutions and Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, I saw that. I okay. never noticed her before, but yeah, apparently. Yeah. I wonder if she was like a, you know, bar, like lady in bar getting shot up yeah. by Neo or whatever. Yeah. It's, I, I, don't, I don't remember her at all unless she was um, one of the, well, I have no idea what she would have been in those movies, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm glad you gave that movie a chance. And yeah. uh, Well, the reason I watch is because, you know, I, I just, I like to look over a lot of top 10 lists throughout towards the end of the year. And that one kept yeah. coming up on a lot of lists of different people I, I watch or looked at. And uh, so I wanted to give it a chance. And I have to say, if it wasn't for that stupid kid, it, yeah, it, it could have been like a four star movie because everything else worked so well. It was scary. Yeah. All the acting was great, except that kid, man. No, yeah, that's something on, about his face. He looked like an old <laughs> little man boy. I don't know. If that's on Netflix, I might have to check it uh, out. It's not on Netflix yet. Okay. No. no. Um, now, now I know that I, Clint, or, uh, Ty, I know that you had one more movie that you wanted to discuss, but I, because we're on Babadook, I wanted to just also throw out another movie. This is from New Zealand, and it's not near as scary, but it is another very, very well-made uh somewhat independent type movie and that is a movie called Housebound. Housebound. Um, okay. Check it out. It's it's more comedy than horror, but it's uh it's it's one that I think that you guys would really enjoy. Um it's got some really good twists in it and uh the end is really funny. And I don't want to say too much but it's gotten it's one of those where it's kind of across the board getting good reviews. And uh, Amazon, ha- it's on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine to rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that you guys would get a kick out of it. I do. I got so. a lot of uh, good notes here from all the movies that you've recommended. The, the real, uh, <laughs> I guess, Diamonds in the Rough, like The Prowler, Deep Red, House of Clocks, The Sacrament. So I got all these Wake and Fright. Now I'm going to add Housebound to that list. <laughs> do I, Yes. And Housebound, that's a brand new release. So you're not getting into something like... Oh, it's 70s. This could be really sucky and cheesy. This is a new release, and, you know, so... Uh, but I will say, Eric had actually said that he wishes that I would have got everybody to watch uh, Dario Argento's Deep Red. That was... Mm. He actually said that. He's like, ah, I wish that those guys would watch Deep Red, and we could all chat up Deep Red. Nice. Uh, so... So be prepared. That could be coming down the pike at some point, right. watching Deep Red. That and uh, I saw The Bay was... I thought that was on Netflix. I might have to give that a shot, because you had mentioned that one. Yeah, Eric really likes that one, too. I know that the found footage movie... Uh, that whole subgenre is kind of wore out its welcome, but that was a one of the very best found footage movies. Very well done. Uh, Barry Levinson, I think, directed that. Um, so if you if you guys know what he's done or have heard of him, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing you have. Uh, I mean, it's weird. He's I mean, Sleepers and uh, okay, yeah, he's a big time director. So I, I actually thought it was kind of strange that he would do this lower budget found footage movie when he's done you know bigger movies i mean bugsy toys good morning vietnam okay so um anyway interesting yeah yeah i liked good morning vietnam i thought mm-hmm. that was good yeah it was good yeah uh, so anyway but yeah anything else uh ty well you were- i talked about it at our last show but i don't know if you uh, you probably listened to it but i the movie's called troll hunter which i don't know if i you- did see that yes i did watch that okay and what did you think of it 
I liked it. I, I, I didn't think it was fantastic, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, and I loved the effects in it. I loved the big trolls in it. I thought those were very well done, especially the, wasn't there a gigantic one in the very end? 200 foot troll. Yeah. That, yeah. I thought that was cool. That was cool. And I liked the scenery too. And sometimes there's, it's kind of like goofy kind of scary moments and, and funny yeah. moments mixed in there. So, and they make it seem so persuasive that it's actually a true story when it's kind of like a mockumentary type thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed the, the end scene there with the big troll. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you guys both like found footage type movies? I, I'm very iffy on them. I, most of the time I'd say no, but there are those few that I'm like very good. I've, I've actually seemed to like them like Cloverfield. I really enjoyed that. See Cloverfield. I'm still trying to get over the motion sickness of Cloverfield. Well, yeah, you probably threw up or something. What's that one where they're (laughs) trapped in a building? Quarantine. Quarantine. That's a good one. Quarantine. That was good. Yes. Uh, in fact, if you guys like quarantine, I highly, highly urge you to watch uh, the original, uh, the original versions of those is called, it's further from, uh, Spain, I believe, uh, rec one and rec two. Um, they are some of the scariest movies I have ever seen. Uh, and it's, that's what quarantine is. Uh, that's, they're based on those Spanish movies, but the first one, if that does not scare you and even part <laughs> two, but the first one, oh man, it's only an hour and 15 minutes long and it's a, it's the same story. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's not in it, it's it's slightly different and it's got subtitles obviously but turn out the lights and crank up the volume and if that doesn't scare you then you've <laughs> check your to pulse go. yeah yes i i really so. uh the the end scene in quarantine is just like oh that was like the icing on the cake right there yeah <laughs> uh, watch the original the original is 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 one of the best jump scares ever that i've <laughs> ever seen it's great but but quarantine was a very good movie in fact i thought quarantine 2 was uh, very good as well. I believe that might be on Netflix, but that was a very good sequel to the original. I wondered about that. I, I was kind of curious. I thought, well, it'll probably fail as a sequel, but I... no, it wasn't bad. It was, I mean, I've seen it twice now, and both times I'm like, that was a good movie. It's nothing great, but it was. If you like the first one, you'll probably like the second one. It's not really scary. Like the first one was way scarier, but it was. This was almost more of an action survival horror type movie. Okay, versus the first one, uh, so. Give it a shot. It was a good movie. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Well, anything else, guys? That's all I had. All right. Yep. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys being on the show. And um, sometimes it gets lonely over on the, <laughs> the on the soft underbelly side of things. So it's, it's always good to have some people chiming in. Yep. But uh, I appreciate it. And listeners, stay tuned because uh, – or actually not stay tuned. Tune into uh, Cinema Sidekicks on iTunes as well as Movie Freaks, because there's going to be all sorts of more great movie talk heading your way. That's going to do it for my show. Guys, say goodbye. Goodbye, and uh, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks Always again. Always a pleasure. Yep. Thanks for being on. And until next time, uh, we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>